Hey guys, thanks for joining us on another fun episode of The Pits, Stories from the Dips. What up? Hey guys, this is episode number nine. You guys listened to our last episode, you know it's about to get spooky. Yeah, we're gonna do some ghosts right after these aliens. Right? Yeah. Um. So... I'm John C. Pitts. Yeah, I'm Carolyn Pitts. Yes. But... As we normally do in the introduction here, um, wanted to let you guys know the Pitt's 25 Days of Giving is going well. We took a short break of one day, I guess two days, um, which is why we're doing 25 Days of Giving through New Year's, but um, got to celebrate two wonderful graduates, Avery and Emily. Yep. So congratulations. Had, a, had an amazing time. Great weekend with the family. Um, good time with her family as well. So, you know, thank you guys for showing your support and I'm so proud of them and proud of my brother for sure. Some perseverance there. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so now that we're done with the fun stuff, super excited to talk about something that literally makes me sick to my stomach (laughs) and get goosebumps all over even as I write the notes. Word. Because I'm super professional like that. See, I'm into it. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't go to haunted houses. Johnson wants me to go to a haunted house, and I don't want to go because I don't like being scared. I enjoy it. I really like because it's just not very much makes me scared. I guess right. And it's like that feeling or whatever. Like when you're scared, it's kind of like nothing else really matters because you're just trying to get away from whatever you're scared of. Yeah, I don't like. Like, see, here's the thing. I like if like the scary movies. I like. I like classic horror, slasher, saw type, a little psychological. I do not mess with anything involving exorcisms. I don't watch those movies. And anything involving hauntings. So, like the. So, things that actually exist. The new It movies are the only ones that have, like, really kind of scared me. People, like, clown on that CGI, but, like, that shit was scary. I know. Guys, I am a huge It. The actual book, um, Stephen King. God, I am so impressed. His two latest novels. I just got done with the Institute, and it's so good. Um, and we started The Outsider, yeah, which is about to be an HBO series. Um, he writes a hell of a book, but it was something that I read at younger, and the amount of terror that it inspired because of the way that it's written. And the way that this thing can become really anything that you're terrified right. of hit all the notes of I am not going to sleep. Yeah. And it's up to your interpretation. I mean, he's pretty vivid with the wording, which is why the movie needed CGI. I, yeah. I, I saw the old one and this one, when I heard they were doing two parts, I knew they were going to have to make it like the book. Right. Because that's really all. Other than that weird last chapter, which if anyone's actually read the book, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they still left that part out. Which is fine, because no one needs to see that, but I was blown away. They had the turtle, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, they had the turtle. Um, but John Z... <laughs> I feel like that's not a spoiler, because you'd no. be like, what the hell? Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, John Z jumping in that movie theater, because we saw the first <laughs> one here, and he was jumping... <laughs> But I can't get anybody. But this wonderful woman behind us was losing her mind because Johnsy was freaking out. And I knew just based on the like the book, kind of how things were gonna go, 
And I think Johnsy forgot. You know, I sounded like a middle-aged <laughs> black lady in that movie. The I was like, oh, Lord! <laughs> I was freaking out. Yeah, that it was uh, It was good for me. I really liked seeing you terrified like well, that. And that I would enjoy be it. me all in a haunted house. And then I told Johnsy, like, you're either going to have to put a diaper on me or be cool with your wife <laughs> shitting her pants in public. I, I mean... I, I like that feeling though. It was like, it's been a long time and it, seeing it in the theater also helps. But it's been a long time where, since I've seen a movie that, like, we talked about signs last week. Like, signs scared Ugh. me. Yeah, signs scared me so bad. Like, and it's, it's shot to that scene of the alien. I was watching with my dad and I'm like, the feeling that I got, I literally wanted to be like, turn it where off. He walks turn by on the newscast. I can't handle this. My little brain is just ruined. Oh. Well, cause that's what. Like I, and also, I'm not spoiler-alerting this movie because it's like almost 20 years old now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, if you haven't seen Signs, you know it's your problem. But, Stop uh, the episode now and swing do away, it. Jack. Um, that's yeah, his name, right? Swing away. swing away. Yeah, but you never really see the aliens, right? And that's kind of like what makes him so scary, right? Yeah, like that's kind of how it is, is because like it it can transform into whatever. Right. And it can be a perfectly normal human and then be a crazy naked lady. They did a wonderful job with that movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Creepy. Good creepy. Um, bad creepy. Our, the creepy I really don't like. I don't like hauntings. And today we're going to be talking about quite a few. Yeah. Because so. we talked about last week. I'm, I'm just like, I, I'm weird about this. Like, I take a very pragmatic approach to most things. And I just think like... It, whatever for aliens like it has to be mathematically possible like law of probability there's so much out there chances are there's got to be something else so like i definitely believe in aliens but ghosts it's like it's like an interdimensional thing like you don't really like that's a whole nother realm yeah i just think you know people get trapped here it's the same thing it's just different it's like vapor and all that, but it's yeah. still energy. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, you can't destroy matter, right? Right. So, well, I guess your matter eventually just becomes word worm food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Um, so, John Z said that he would be more likely to believe in aliens than ghosts. And I said I was super surprised because we used to live in a haunted-ass house. Yeah. So. It was creepy. It was creepy. So I'm going to share a little bit about our uh, our experiences and then go into several others right here in our fine state of Georgia. There's some dark, there was some dark juju in that place for sure. <sighs> yeah. So starting out, um, when Johnsy and I moved to Atlanta, Atlanta area, Marietta to be specific, um... We were in an apartment first and then really wanted to be in a rental property that was more of a house with a yard. Right. Um, I'm a crazy animal person, so allowing, you know, room for more. We only had the one dog at the time. Yes. We had one dog. His name is Barney. And even though he's a jackass now, he was a very sweet boy. He's still a sweet boy. Yeah. Um. So the way I found the house was weird um i found a listing from when it was a rental property like two years prior right and i showed up and our landlord our future landlord 
um, was painting the right. inside, and he was kind of just as surprised as I was, you know, that I found this listing. But I did, and I mean, we signed the papers. If not that day, it was definitely that week. See, and that sounds like the first chapter of a Stephen King book. That's what I'm saying. Now, like, you May- know, R.L. Stein, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like hindsight's twenty twenty, but I really didn't think about that until I was getting ready for this episode. Right. Because I was just like, you know how Murder House begins right where it's like the people don't really know and the real estate agent's like sure yeah absolutely you love this house come on in and i'm not saying he was like painting the walls from being black and like (laughs) removing bodies i'm just saying the house had a creepy vibe and not immediately off the bat right things were fine but i feel like um the juju if you will in that house was all wrong. Yeah. Like certain things would come up in that house that I'm like, there is, there's got to be some sort of darkness just like feeding. It's, and it was kind of like tucked back, like at the end of a kind of a long driveway. And there was like a bunch of big trees around. And behind that was like an abandoned apartment building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then just, just droves and droves of ivy, just ivy everywhere. Yeah. So, like, I mean, if you if you left that house for probably two years without fighting back that ivy, yeah, it would be overgrown by ivy. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was built in the 70s. Uh, Georgia is home. It was a Confederate state. Um, also, there were a lot of Native Americans in Georgia that got displaced and murdered. So... Obviously, like, pretty much Georgia's fair game for some spooky stuff. Georgia, home of atrocities. Right? Nah, nah, I think that's Louisiana still. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I found there were a lot of things about, like, Indian burial grounds. There always is. I mean, that's where we get poltergeist. That's where Rose Red is inspired by, which is another Stephen King book. Um, It's inspired by the Winchester House, which if you guys have not heard of, I would love to do a, a podcast about that, but I feel like it's been done so much. Right. Um, basically, the woman, you know, who was heir of the Winchester fortune was haunted by ghosts of all the people that Winchester rifles killed. Then she went on to build a house that was never ending with hundreds of doors and stairs. And yeah, if you want a movie version, Rose Red is loosely based on that actual cool. house if you can go see the house it'd be i i would go see that house but she was paranoid uh yes that's where i think you get a combination of mental illness yeah. and paranoia with yeah. some ghost stories but based on what people see in that house that lady was haunted by some right spooky things um okay so we're in the house and the first thing i noticed that i was like this is not ordinary because ordinary for us is we both have ADHD. We right. leave things sometimes, but the things that would happen are the things that would go missing or they would just wind up in places where I knew for sure I wouldn't leave something there. Right. There was no, um, and I felt like we kept brushing them off, right? Yeah. Blaming each other. And then. Why you always move my shit. See, that's the thing. Gentlemen, we know about this. Yeah. 
We would always be able to find it if our significant others didn't move our shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, keys to the key ring. That's yeah, the- I left that. Yeah. Side note, yeah, I did leave my key in the house because we left it for somebody to come check out the cats while we were gone this weekend. And then, yeah, so I had to uh, criminal criminal my way in. Yeah, so going to be stepping up security measures there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Luckily, all our friends know where we live. Yeah, I was like, remember when I broke into your apartment back in Statesboro? She's like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it took me a little <laughs> bit because it's been a while, but... I mean, it was yeah. like eight years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay, so it was it was an object like this, I should say, that I was like, okay, you have my attention right. to the weird. Um, so I had like a foldable mirror i would keep on my vanity that was larger it's not like a compact mirror men are gonna have no idea what i'm talking about but it was like a self-standing mirror about medium sized okay um i was locking up the house one day and i looked to my left and the thing is shattered on the patio and i'm like number one this thing is not it's bit too big to fit in a purse yeah so I would I wouldn't have moved it from the place that it was because I do have a, like a nice antique um, mirror that would hang, but I also had a smaller one that I could fold, you know, get get the light the way I wanted it, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe it snagged onto my purse and I didn't notice it, and it fell and shattered, and somehow didn't hear it. Yeah. And. Again, didn't notice it any other day, but this day. Um, so I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, we also would continuously, John Z and I would continuously notice music. Right. This really faint. Like, it sounded like it was coming out of one of those freaking record players with the, with like the yeah. Epiphone type shit with the, with the old school, like, you know, funnel that looked like a. Yeah. Look like a gourd. Everybody's got a real creepy record player in their mind. Yeah. Really painted that picture nice. Yeah, you know. But it was at the corner of where my vanity was. It was like um, tucked behind or I guess in front of our laundry room because our bedroom had our laundry room in it. And then, you know, that clothes rack went across the wall. And then we had a bay window. And that's where I had my vanity. And it was on the left side of that bay. Because I would stick my head like over there to try to get. Because I couldn't tell what kind of music it was. It was just there. And I would yeah. open the window. Because I'm like, it has to be coming from the neighbors. And it would be dead silent outside. Right. Um, also freaky. Because, again, we're surrounded by trees and birds and squirrels. And everything would always be making noise. And so that would freak me out. But then also, when again, we still only had one animal um the way that the garage was set up is it's the only thing you could see from the driveway so like johnsy was saying up the hill all you you know steeper driveway and then all you could see is the garage it's a it's a weird it's a weird weird setup setup of how the house is yeah Yeah. it's like yeah all you can see from the front is the garage yeah and then the house it's like almost like like, instead of it, like, the garage being on the side of the house, it's like they took the house off the side of the garage and flipped it. Yeah. 
and and then set it back down. It right. was really weird how it was set up. Yeah. So you nobody have, could figure out where our front door was. Right. Getting trying to get a pizza delivered there was a nightmare. Yeah. And again, it is creepy. So you have to go. You get out of the car. You go to the left. There's a wraparound wooden uh, deck. Right. That when you walk about uh, twenty feet. You get to your right, and that's where the garage ends. You can go into the door to the garage, or you keep walking past a small garden. Right. Go up two stairs, and then the front door, the actual front door, will be on your right. Yeah. And then there's a little there's a little step-down area, and then there's another little porch in the backpack. Yeah. And, but yeah, yeah like I said, behind, behind us was that abandoned apartment building. Right. That's it. So... Um, it was loud. Like you could definitely tell when a pizza person was coming or trying to go yeah. back there. Um, you knew when guests were coming over because you could hear them. Yeah. Um, but we would hear like running on the deck, right, and up the stairs, up and down the stairs a lot, or like there's a bonus room that would be above us. Yeah. What? And that was the weirdest because, and the need, I would feel literally say things out loud because I felt, I knew you were working, yeah. but I just felt like you were there. So I would say something and it would like, I would get one or two words out and be like, that's really dumb. But it was just, it was weird. It yeah. Was odd. Um, and again, nothing really that freaky, you know, nothing really that mean or angry well sometimes it felt like we could hear conversations yes, like you couldn't we make like sh- like you can hear it you couldn't make out what they were saying or anything but it sounded like they were talking through walls so yeah that's what we thought people were living in our crawl space yeah and legitimately checked it out like that's yeah. that's how real i called a friend over because like i was legitimately worried because like i've heard like if you've ever been on reddit no sleep yeah and you hear those place. kind of <laughs> yeah you, <laughs> you hear those kind of stories of people living in crawl spaces and right. Right. And like fake walls and shit like that. Right. So, but it's newer houses again. We're in like a seventies house. Yeah. Um. So one time we were with friends, either getting I can't remember. We were either going somewhere or someone had just come to the door. But it was us and then three other people. I know Andy was one of them, and there was a knock at the door. And since I was right there, I opened it, and no one's there. Yeah. And, like, you would obviously hear someone running away. I mean, forget the running up part. But everyone just kind of was, like, looked at me. And I was, like, all right, don't lose your shit. And just closed it. And was, like, okay, that's effing weird. And everybody acknowledged hearing it. Right. Like, me opening do- the door. No one's, like, why are you opening the door? No one's here. Yeah, I mean, I would do that all the time. And also, like... Like, there's these trees all around. So, like, there'd be leaves and pine straw and stuff on that porch. Yeah. So, like, I would just be walking out there and bust my ass all the time. Yeah. No one's moving quick. Yeah. So, um, that was weird. Um, And then Barney started getting messed with. Right. And not really, like, it started out innocent-ish. Like, um, we had gone... For the day, and John Z would have left later than I would because we worked opposite schedules, but not by much. Um, and I I came home, and Barney is like nowhere 
to be found. Right. And I'm calling him and he's not making any noise. So I start looking like on the floors of like closets and areas where maybe he, if he wasn't feeling good or God forbid had died where he like might have gone. Right. Can't find him. I'm not hearing anything. I run outside, nothing. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do one more look. And I go into our bedroom and I go into our bathroom and I pee. I don't know, TMI. Um, and I'm like, why is our closet door closed? Right. Because the way the closet door was, again, this is house from the 70s, our carpet was shagged and the door was like a trifold. And we never closed it because it was so difficult. Right. To close with that carpet. It was you like had impossible. To push it. Yeah. You had to you had to really push it. And yeah, it was one of those just like kind of ghetto like sliding doors that you see. Yeah. Cheap ones. Yeah. And like and like the little the, the track that it was on was kind of messed up. It was a shack. Like you had to like really, really push yeah. it. And like when it would get cold, I would close that thing off and put the space heater in the bathroom. Right. Like that's the only time. Right. But we got we that this was like during the summer, so yeah. Um, so Barney is in the closet and not, you know, like shaking or anything, but I'm not doing super great. So I text our landlord, I'm like, Hey, did somebody, cause again, trying to explain it. Did somebody come over to the house and put Barney away? Did you come over to the house? Like our dog was in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he says, no, did I not tell you the house was haunted? <laughs> Which I'm like, number one, if it is, you just kind of did cover your bases. But he's followed it by saying, no, I'm just kidding. Right. So I'm like, okay, no, nothing. So you didn't. You didn't come over here. And he's like, no, that's weird. So that really, like, it, I mean, it bothered me. Um, but then... He got put in the garage. Yeah. And that was weird because, again, I went to bed and Barney was in the room. I went to work. And Barney was in the bed because that's what he does. And I woke up and just felt super bothered. Like, I don't even know if it was like because I was sweaty, like dreaming. I just didn't feel right. So, again, like I start calling for him. I even go out to the garage and I'm like, Okay, nothing there. And yeah. go back in again, checking like worst case scenario places. Grab his leash because I'm like, I don't know, maybe he got out the door, right? Because that's the other thing. Maybe he got out the door yeah. when you left, right? Right. But no, he was in the garage and that at that point was clearly bothered. And it weirded me out because my first trip out, I know for sure I checked the garage. Because there were like cats and squirrels and other stuff that would get in there sometimes. Yeah. And at least they would also be making noise. Yeah. But there was nothing in there. And you know Barney. Like if he's away from people and then people come to him, he's yeah. like going crazy. He little does little cries. So that was super freaky. That's our house, guys. Um, it's in Marietta, Georgia. I've never looked up a- that area, but again... It could be anything. Could be any number of things. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just, I do know the, the way that I would feel there, and it wasn't good, so. Yeah, and 
no knock on wood we did just try to record this episode and then realize the thing wasn't plugged in but nothing weird has happened really in this house yeah so that's good that is just forgetfulness and not you know we're not on double digit episodes yet so guys we can <laughs> totally still mess this up a couple of times right mm. Yeah, good thing we didn't get too far in. Good thing we're not sponsored or anything yet. Right. Probably only our moms listen. Well, your mom probably listens. <laughs> um, okay. Just kidding. I know for sure Savannah at church listens and told me she looks forward to these episodes. And that makes me so happy. Shout out. So for our hometown Chica and for many of you that also are in the Georgia area. I have some real life hauntings in our great state that will make you shit your pants or just get like me want to shit your pants and have all the goosebumps and the weird feelings. That's the thing. Writing the notes and like retelling that and other people about our old house makes me feel scared. I mean, there's no other. It's it was never really violent. I know, but it's like that's why I don't like I. I don't like exorcism movies. Right. Because I'm like, if you open yourself up, I firmly believe evil stuff's out there. It's true. So I just don't. And like rehashing things, I, I know it's a stupid fear, but I'm like, it's going to come back. <laughs> like I, that's I mean, how scared that house makes you. me. I feel you on that. I mean, that's not completely irrational at all. I know. Um, but yeah, that's how, I don't know how else to describe it because most people will never go to an actual like haunted house or right. live because you know people love that shit though i don't know about uh, living in a you guys can house, dm me i'll give you that address you can move right in but if you want your stuff. relationship to stay together and i will you know <laughs> your life to stay normal i wouldn't move into the house we used to live in right well, I mean, that's the thing is people are so obsessed with ghosts because Travel Channel made like 12 shows about it. They should just call themselves the Ghost Channel. I know. Seriously, they canceled like but everything. But that's the other thing is I'm like, why are you doing this? Those things are perfectly fine and you're stirring the pot. Yeah, stirring you're just in the there pot. with your equipment. You're stirring the spooky pot. All right. So. If you're from Georgia, you probably think all these places are going to be in Savannah because Savannah is a notorious ghost hunter. You know, you can go on the tours, but I'm happy to say, yeah. It's the oldest city and really it's the only thing that was still standing. Yeah. I've got two um, that are not and one that is because it is our favorite place Um, and also one of the most haunted places in Savannah. So we will get to that, but... You know what? Um, I would think you that <laughs> I would think that Macon would be more would be considered more haunted. If you go there, you're I'm like, sure this you- place looks pretty haunted. <laughs> I mean, it really does. It looks just well, kind of like it has like kind of a sad feeling to we're it. We're gonna start in Atlanta, which is most definitely you know racist and contentious. I mean, yeah, we had some issues. So, um, I mean. At the time, um, Atlanta, obviously, if you, again, weren't um, in the South or took U.S. history, um, it was a Confederate state, um, and that was in the Civil War. <laughs> right. Um, in the United States Civil War. Yeah. There we go. Um, 
So a lot of, um, you know, as they say, brother versus brother, um, murder, uh, a lot of contention um, in the state itself. But even before that, you know, you had the Indians. Um, so the what we're going to first talk about here in Atlanta is a cemetery. And this cemetery beat out all the spooky places in Savannah. And it has been called one of the nation's scariest cemeteries. Ooh. Yes. So the Oakland Cemetery um, was created before the Civil War and is the final resting place for a lot of famous individuals, including Margaret Mitchell, who is... The author of Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And legendary golfer Bobby Jones. So that's just a couple of cool... I should know Gone with the Wind better. I mean, there's a Gone with the Wind Museum in Marietta. My granny yeah, Pitts, love- that was her favorite movie. Yeah, so like I said, racist. <laughs> <laughs> that movie is Keegan's got that joke. Yeah, that but joke Keegan is, is right. The movie just a little bit. It makes you feel a little icky. It's like, I, it's, he's like, it's not racist, but it just feels racist. Yeah. Yeah. He says it and I definitely don't, I don't know, I've never been to the museum, but I feel like I am, <laughs> if I give them money, they are in the back with their hoods on. I'm just going <laughs> to say that, okay? Um, all right. Whew, that went off on a tangent. Yeah. All right. So, in addition to these well-known legends, such as the famous Bobby Jones and Margaret Mitchell... There are some guests there that will ensure that if you don't know their name when you walk in, you damn sure will know their name when you leave. Snap. Yeah. Yeah. Did they put that on the uh, on the brochure? Yeah. Welcome to <laughs> Oakland Cemetery. You're going you're gonna to have your name spoken by some ghosts later. You're going to have real fun. Yep. That's fun. Woo. Dangle, dangle good old time. Yeah. Um, no, they don't warn you about it because for the most part... It's restricted to, like, one area. Right. Um, but the Oakland Cemetery was founded in 1850 and goes across 48 acres and has everything from lush gardens to beautiful sculptures. Sounds good, right? Yeah, maybe. Prime real estate. Um, it is the final resting place for 70,000, including 27 Atlanta mayors, six former governors, and thousands of unmarked graves. Yeah, real fancy. <laughs> it's like... If this was a real estate listing, like, oh, all the great stuff and BT dubs, lots of people who are pissed the fuck off because they don't have a grave with their name on it. It's like people sitting there in Beverly Hills are like, oh, what's that over there? It's like, oh, it's just Compton. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the Lion King. It's like all the light or all the everywhere the light touches. What about that? Oh, those are just the thousands of unmarked graves that we have no idea. That's just Bankhead. Don't worry about that. <laughs> We're killing it today. All right. Again, second take. <sighs> We're doing good. All right. So, during the Civil War, officials buried nearly 7,000 Confederate soldiers at Oakland Cemetery, which is, I mean, that's so many people. Um, and unfortunately, nearly 3,000 of them remain unidentified, which is it's so many people. It's crazy. Ugh. I mean, yeah, it just logistically, you have to get rid of... You can't have stacks and stacks of bodies. Like, you got to bury them, you got to burn them, you got to do something. Yeah. So, you know what I just thought of? What? Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. 
Because that's the thing. Not as terrible of a movie as you think it would be. They weren't burning the bodies, so they turned them into vampires. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, but, like, I think that they, people probably knew that from the Middle Ages, though. It's like, if you don't want plague, you need to get rid of the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. So, many of these men that were buried were there because they had either succumbed to injuries at one of the many military hospitals near Atlanta or died in battle. Um, obviously this war was super contentious and they were pulling like 12 and 13 year old boys. So, um, there just wasn't enough time or resources to identify every shoulder, every soldier and ship their remains home. Right. So there's no Facebook back then. No dental records, no fingerprints, no no DNA. And no one could really give a shit either because people are dying and you're fighting for what you think of at the time is, you know, is life or death. Yeah, if you don't hear from somebody after a couple of months, you just assume that they're dead. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm sure that there were probably some bodies that weren't ever buried because they probably were somewhere they never found. Right. Which is a super creepy, sad thought to think about too, but... um, So, the cemetery has a statue. It's called the Lion of the Confederacy. Um... And it was erected to memorial memorialize the remains of the unknown Confederate dead. It's a very nice statue. It kind of looks like Aslan, the lion. So That's cool that they did it as a lion. Yeah, well, if you want to go see it, have fun, because <laughs> there are going to be some wonderful guests to greet you. That happened to be see-through. Um, Confederate soldiers... And soldiers in general are said to haunt both the ground and the trees. So, according the to trees. a report, yes, yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, people have reported seeing soldiers hanging from the trees in certain areas of the gravesite. Wow. Okay. Um, in addition to hanging from trees, um, guests also report soldiers wandering the grounds. Um, most of the ones that have been seen wandering the grounds have been identified as Confederate soldiers, but the men in the trees are different. Um, one such uh, guest, I guess, who saw these were like the uniforms wrong, which creased me out because that's very vivid. Yeah. Um, and said that the soldiers would have to be Union soldiers. Um, and so that they started doing some digging and found in 1862. Seven members of the Union Army were hanged in Oakland for their role in stealing a Confederate locomotive and attempting to cripple the railroad entirely. So that's like that's like uh, Rainbow Six. That's like uh-huh. some some SEAL team shit. Now, some real covert ops yeah. that President Lincoln. Because like that's I think that that's like when intelligence agency really started was like back then. Probably because the vampires. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I mean, um, that's like a little like special forces squad you sent in there to do something like no, that. No, it was probably a bunch of rednecks that were pissed off. No, I'm talking about the Union soldiers that they sent to to do the locomotive. Yeah, I mean, all you have to do is put dynamite under railroad tracks and blow it up. That's pretty. That's pretty advanced for for back then. They weren't cavemen, babe. I know. They were still thinking. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm. I'm giving them props. Like, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, so now, if you want to go see them and their good idea, you can see <laughs> them hanging from trees. 
and quote swaying in the breeze. Creepy. Super creepy. But the creepiest thing is that people who visited um, the cemetery on a particular day um, have said that they hear a Confederate Army roll call. Roll call. Yeah. So during this call, the people would report hearing names of soldiers and later confirm these soldiers were in fact buried there. But on top of the soldiers' names, people have heard their own names. Creepy. So um, this phenomenon is said to be most frequently reported on November 14th, which is the anniversary of the day the Confederate troops surrendered Atlanta. Um, but yeah, basically people during this day were like, I heard like whatever the roll call. And then a couple of them were like, did you hear your name? And all of them have said yes. That's so weird. Right? Yeah. Cause at first it's like, it'd be in your head, right? Like right. you know your own name, but everyone reporting it, it's apparently considered a phenomenon. Hmm. So there you go. It'd be cool if you oh, could match up names to, uh, to the unknown graves. It would be cool. Um, yeah, it would be cool. I do wonder, maybe you think, I got an ancestor, Joseph E. Johnston. I yeah. wonder if they buried him there. Because yeah. I like, you know, like my family, but may not ever go visit that place. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. All right. Ready for number two? Let's do it. You want to guess where it's located? Mm, I don't know, Swamp, maybe? Okefenokee Swamp or something like that? This one's in Marietta. Oh, interesting. Kennesaw, Marietta area. It's it's called the Kennesaw House. Okay. All right. You never heard of this? No. So, John Z is from, like, the Woodstock area. So, I was like, I wonder if he's heard of this. And I hope I don't butcher it. No, there was this, there was a creepy church in Cherokee. <laughs> um, well, like, people actually went there. Like, they said it was either kkk or whatever but people would speak in tongues and stuff oh. and like we went there in the middle of the night and there was people out there creepy yeah we left creepy <laughs> yeah i totally forgot about that until oh, just now creepy oh i don't like that at all yeah they do like weird rituals and stuff okay okay Sorry. Dang. <laughs> Ugh, i'm so creeped out i'll need to figure out i'm gonna talk not. to kelly and ask him if he remembers that okay Oh, I'm so <laughs> Okay, so this is the Kennesaw House. Um, it was built as a cotton warehouse by John Glover in 1845, and it's one of Marietta's oldest buildings. Dix Fletcher nice. purchased the warehouse in 1855. I'm such a child. Is it D-I-X? Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> it's like, damn it. Um, I was like, who pearled... <laughs> <laughs> who made who made Dick, bro? Dick? Right. Why is his name Dix? D-I-X, that makes sense. D-I-X Fletcher purchased the warehouse in 1855 and after remodeling it, opened the Fletcher House Hotel. Um going back to the Civil War. Uh during the early years of the Civil War, the hotel was used as a Confederate hospital and morgue. Interesting. And super creepy, because if you've ever, again, if you've seen Murder House, <laughs> places that are usually morgues don't turn out so great um, for the afterlife. Right. Um, 
So, in addition to it being a hospital and a morgue, um, the, like, they're called the Andrews Raiders, but right. they were um, people who stole trains. Right. Um, so, they apparently stayed in a second floor room on the evening before they stole a steam engine called the General, which was a big robbery during the war. Um, and as the war was nearing its peak in July of 1864, the Union Army actually ended up taking over the building. And when General Sherman came through on his march to the sea, he didn't burn the Fletcher House, which is what it was called then. Sherman spared the hotel because Dix was a Mason. Mr. Fletcher was a Mason and his son-in-law was a bitch-ass Yankee spy. His name was Henry Cole. Um, So even though Sherman didn't burn this, the fourth floor did catch fire because ashes from other burning buildings blew onto the roof. Wow. Like, why do you think one building is going to be okay if you're just... Everything's um, made out of wood. I'm going to burn the whole city. <laughs> Not this house. But, yeah. Save this one. I'm just going to burn everything around it for miles. He must have been a good spy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that ma- that Mason stuff runs deep, dude. People yeah. take that seriously. Yeah. I mean, p- people think it's Illuminati. So, like I said, based on my love for American Horror Story... Most of the ghostly activity that has been reported is because of its use as a makeshift hospital and morgue. Television documentaries, including ones from PBS, CNN, and the History Channel, have told the story of visitors who decided that they would go down to the basement in the fucking elevator like a bunch of dumbasses. If I'm ever in an old building, I'm taking the stairs. Yeah. First of all. But... When the uh, elevator doors opened, they were greeted by a wonderfully gruesome sight of a crowded hospital room, men screaming in agony, blood everywhere, and surgeons operating and removing limbs with little or no anesthesia. Jeez. So, a horror show, literally. Um, Other people have seen an apparition of what appears to be Civil War era surgeon Dressed in uniform, who likes to ride the elevator? So, Can you imagine getting into an effing elevator uh, and then looking to the side and there's a bloody fucking surgeon? Oh my god! Yeah, I'm good. I'm oh pass. my god! So, w- was this place ever open, like this past place the Civil is War? Still open. It's still. This is now. It's called the Kennesaw House. It's still there. Yeah, that's why people. Well, because I remember we another Halloween we went and there was like a psychiatric hospital, but it was it was still closed down. So it's a museum. We can go to it if you want. Okay. If you guys want, I want to figure out what the other one. I went with Tyler Spears. So, a couple years ago, the investigators from Ghost Hunt Ghost Towns, yeah, investigated the house and caught what appeared to be a ghostly figure of a woman on film. Other people have caught anomalies such as ghosts and photos the museum director guess what his name is what dan cox <laughs> has also captured several go- i'm such a child uh, has also captured several ghostly images and photos taken from security cameras at the museum interesting so 
If you guys want me to go shit my pants, I guess I'm doing it there. You check that out. <laughs> what, my pants? How or... much is a ticket? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. Oh my god. That's my worst fear, John Z. What? If we were like, okay, let's go on a tour. Everything's fine. And then... You poop yourself? Not well. That that is scary. <laughs> but if I just looked up and in the elevator where you can't get out, you're just stuck looking at a fucking ghost. What's he gonna do? I could have a heart attack and die, yeah. and or shit my pants. That is that's probably like the the, the biggest threat. <sighs> it's just it's just literally to be scared to death. <sighs> but like what's like what's he gonna do as a ghost though? He's an aberration. I don't know. What's he gonna do? He's gonna stab you. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Barney is crying at the window because he knows <laughs> I don't like it. Okay. And last, but definitely not least, is our favorite place in Savannah. What's up? 1790. Ooh. So, John Z, when he was courting me, um, took me to the super nice restaurant in Savannah and... Um, we, Which there's a lot of. There, there are. Um, so we get seated, and it's about an hour drive to Savannah. So Johnsy goes to use the restroom, and I'm reading the menu, and I'm reading, and my face, like I could feel all the color go out, and I literally, as soon as I read the most haunted restaurant or place, really. In Savannah, the 1790 Inn. And I look up, and one of those stupid hearse ghost tours is going, and like he's pointing at the building, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, John Z. I'm like, it's a super we, old building. I know we kind of don't know each other that well, but hauntings and all of that stuff is just not my jam. It scares me, but it was so beautiful, and John Z was super cute. And he told me I could pick out a bottle of wine, and he never ordered wine, and he never been wine drunk, which was cute. It's true. Um, but I'm just saying, going to the bathroom in there, I was like going as fast as I possibly <laughs> could because we stayed late. You yeah, know, good conversation, and it was. It was yeah, nice. I was used to drinking Natty Light, <laughs> a nice yeah, bottle got, like, of wine, a forty dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, a nice bottle of wine it was really good. Babe. Yeah. Okay. Onto the bad. So, um, this is actually one of the most visited haunted places in Savannah because you can stay there. Yeah, um, it's a hotel as well. Yeah, we were going to on our way back from our honeymoon, but our honeymoon just got cut short, unfortunately. Um, we, that night, because, you know, we had drank wine, Johnsy was like, well, do you just want to stay yeah. you know we can go around to the bars i was just like are you kidding me like number one not chivalrous at all <laughs> number two i'm gonna wake up and see effing ghost and again <laughs> shit my pants and we we're on like it's when he asked me to be his girlfriend so it's like you want to be girlfriends cool you cool with me shit in my pants <laughs> and like the staff there was literally like if you're here long enough you will see something yeah that's what i wanted to do I thought it'd be cool. Okay. So the menu kind of grazed over it. So I'm going to go into the full details of why we're not staying in one room in particular. So when I booked that for their honeymoon that we were going to take, 
Um, I put us in the building across the street because yeah. I'm like, I just can't. This main house is, the servers say it's freaky. All the tours say it's freaky. I don't want to be in it. Um, so literally every bar hunt, haunted pub crawl or like any ghost tour is stuck right. here. Um, it is actually a total of three buildings. Um, the first two parts are the haunted parts, and they were constructed in the years between 1821 and 1823. So, again, before the Civil War. Almost 200 years old now. Yeah. Um, the third part um, is the eastern part of the building um, that was built in 1888, and that's where we would have saved. Because they say you're not as likely... To see ghosts there. They don't say you won't. Yeah. So. All right. So the most well-known ghost at the 790 is the ghost of Anne. Anne has been seen on the top floor in room 204 specifically. So Anne is named that by the staff there. Um, and she really likes messing with people and their belongings. The guests who stay in room 204 have regularly said that their stuff has been messed with, rearranged, or even come up missing. Which I'm like, oh, so that's the ghost that decided to come That's and convenient for the staff to well, say. <laughs> that too. Yeah. That too. But. Oh, it's just Anne. That's right. why your Rolex is missing. <laughs> oh, silly Anne. She stole your credit card. She's up to it again. Um, people have also said they feel the presence of Anne while staying in the room. Oh, God, I hate this. So, room 204 is what you're saying? That's what you Well, there's a, there's a couple other. Well, isn't that the, um, the show on HBO, too? Wasn't it room 204? No. Oh, I'm just, my dyslexia problem. It's okay. Uh, I know what you're talking about, but no, this is like uh, 203 also, like, because it's obviously next door. And yeah. Ghosts don't care about walls. True that. Um, that is the one benefit of being a ghost yeah. is you can just go right through. Pop yeah. right through. Okay. So, sheets have been tugged. You can hear a woman crying. So, apparently, Anna's sad. Um, and ugh, I hate my nose because it's just like, I'm such a baby, but I just... So, apparently, after you turn the lights off is when Anne just comes out from a corner and is like, what? what's up? Creepiest. Right? No, thank you. <sighs> well, here's what I have to say about the woman crying thing. There's a lot of bachelorette parties yeah. in Savannah. Probably Stacy. <laughs> she had too many Vegas bombs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, apparently Anne is only going to come out or frequently comes out. When you turn off the light. As soon as you turn off the light. She comes from Fuck a corner of the... Right? That. Right? I'm good. Like, ugh. I want to see it though. I'm scared, like, so I don't want to see it, but I want to. I hate... I I'm hate curious, it. like, that's a... Like, I, I am, like, that white guy who's going to go down the stairs and get murdered by Jason. Yeah. Like, well, that's me. Apparently, a lot of white people like to do this shit because... <laughs> it's such a white person thing. It's the most... I mean, it's the most booked out room. Right. Because, again, people like this, and I don't they love understand it. it. Yeah. So, who is Anne? Well, there's a couple theories, Okay. The story goes that there is a woman living in the building, which was mostly on the east part of the property. 
There are all different kinds of variations of this story, but the main one is always the same. She is suffering from the loss of a loved one and threw herself over the railing of her second story balcony. Her body smashed into the brick courtyard below. Um, and now she's a ghost. Right. Um, but there kind of was, there are issues with this story. The first Anne that was associated with the inn is Anne White, who was the wife of Steel White, um, the person who was responsible for building the first two parts of the building, hmm. but was not around for the like end of construction because he died in a horse riding accident. Oh, he Christopher Reese did. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, that was savage. Damn. That was savage. savage. <laughs> Bobby, um, my brain just goes to those places. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listeners. Yeah, it's okay. We all go to the. It was funny. All right, I'm not gonna say sorry for it. It was funny. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sorry. Damn it! If we lost you as audience member, <laughs> maybe you should, maybe you just don't really know our humor. But sorry. Um, don't see me perform stand up. Right. <laughs> obviously, obviously, Anne, his wife, would have been super heartbroken. So if that's the right Anne, like everything fits. But yeah. Um. After Steele died, she moved from the house and she moved south of Savannah to the Isle of Hope um, with her sister, brother-in-law for a number of years. Um, and apparently the part of the building that Anne is said to have jumped out of wasn't even built until 1888. Right. So who could it's Anne... It's just rumor, conjecture. I know. So the question continues. Who the fuck is Anne? Right. Um. So... There is apparently another Anne. Her name was Anne Powers. Perhaps a relative to Austin. Um, but this is possibly Anne too because Anne would have been like in the house at the same right. part. In the um, actual part of the house. The Powers family bought the building that houses 1790 um, and they also are the ones that added the third part of the building, which is the east portion of the building, and that is where Anne reportedly threw herself. Okay. Um, but the Anne who lived there lived to be in her 80s, and at the time of her death, she resided at 128 Lincoln Street, um, which is now where that place is. Hmm. Interesting. Or no, until the time of her death, she lived there. Okay. Yeah, until the time of she does the death. But at the census, let's see. Well, what makes them think that her name's Anne? Anne Powers? Oh, the ghost. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she's told them. Um. It says the staff affectionately calls her Anne, but I'm going to guess there has, they had to have heard it or something, right? Yeah. Um, okay. It says for the census, Anne Powers lived to be in her 80s. Until the time of her death, she resided where the 1790 is located. She is mentioned in the 1920 census as being 78 years of age. And in the earlier census, it reports that Anne had lived at that address for a very long time, since the 1890 census. She lived there with her husband, Patrick, and at the time of the 1920 census, he was 82. So, she can't exactly be sad about somebody 
dying because yeah. her husband lived was just as old as she was. Um, you know, to your 80s in that time. I mean, they had right? to be ancient. Yeah. So no one really knows. No one can find an Anne that jumped off a balcony and killed herself. Right. Like you said, maybe her name really isn't Anne. Um, here are some nice, creepy run-ins with Anne. Um, if you choose to stay at 1790 and, and I think this first, yeah, this first one's 204. Yeah. So it's a mom. Her name is Lynn. She and her two daughters were like, we're going to go do this creepy stuff as a family, which I will say my mom took Sarah and I to a haunted bed and breakfast in <laughs> Lexington. And I was like, they put me in this trundle bed, which by the way, back then, Apparently, children were fucking tiny because this thing, I could not stretch my legs. They're sleeping on the bed, which is about six feet raised off the ground. And I'm in a trundle bed underneath, like, it's on the floor to the side of the bed. So, all when I turn my head, I have a wonderful view of the underneath of a bed. I don't like A that. creepy old bed, right? I'm like, I'm the one who had night terrors and you're putting me under this bed. What is wrong with you? Yeah, but kids are definitely malnourished back then for sure. Oh my God. But yeah, I didn't sleep. I sweated the whole night. I didn't sleep. I knew there were cats in the house. So that's probably what I heard, but it could have not been. And it yeah. was just really, really scary. So apparently Lynn had the same idea with her daughters. Um, they take the key. They go up with all their suitcases. Um... And they immediately started feeling watched or like felt like people were watching them. Um, and then as soon as they started setting up and putting down their bags, they noticed that this um, teddy bear was on the fireplace. And they remembered, oh, we saw this teddy bear on, I oh God, it was an episode of Ghost Hunters. Okay. So they're like, this was the teddy bear that they put the camera in. And so I guess they left behind the teddy bear just as like a cool little souvenir. And it had Mardi Gras beads on it and like a little ball. Right. Um, probably all from, you know, crazy Mardi Gras in Savannah. So they made sure, you know, the teddy bear obviously still didn't have a camera. And we're like, that's kind of cool. The girls get on their phone, get on Snapchat to be like, you know, showing their Here friends and stuff. Yeah. And... The mom hears them um, saying, are you there, Anne? Anne, do you want to play? And she's telling them. Stop. She said, girls, be nice to her. And then, um, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I can't. I can't do it. All right. So the way, like the place where their camera was, I guess the fireplace was like in the background. So it would have gotten their faces and like the fireplace. Right. So, they hear something, and, like, you can see it, like, in their faces on the Snapchat, and they say, oh, my God, um, and then Lynn said, did you hear that? Um, she went, and, oh, my God, I have so many goosebumps right now, I can't do it. She went into the room, um, where the girls were, because, like, they were clearly, like, terrified. Yeah. Um, and... She realized that the ball that the bear was holding was gone. So, oh my god, I'm so interested. They go to the Snapchat video because it's still like playing or whatever on their phone. And the noise they heard was the ball being thrown because they can see it go across the fireplace. 
I have Hell no. so many goosebumps. Um, Hell no. Right? So, trying to be rational, being like, maybe it's a fan or the air or something. Lynn grabbed the ball and put it next to the teddy bear instead of like in front of where it's holding it. She like tapped it, like made sure, like, okay, I'm putting the ball on the mantle because you think you're going crazy at that point. Yeah. Um, and waited to see what like what might happen if the ball got moved again. Um, she said she would just notice like rolling along the mantle, which I mean that can happen with like air current or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so she said this is true, but the ball was quote-unquote heavy. It was a heavy purple ball, and this time she put it again between the teddy bear's legs as she had originally found it, um, and then, like, hit it with pressure to be like, stay in place. Right. Then the ball teetered along the mantle and fell. Then it rolled a little further um, but the distance, like, wasn't as much as the throw yeah. was, the, was the first time. So she was, like, trying to recreate something. Like, how did this happen? Because it was so freaky. Right. Um, so apparently they chalked it up to the fact that the ghost of Anne was out to play and wanted to play ball, which I have heard from paranormal investigators. This is one of the most, it's the easiest for things to communicate like this. There's yeah. like a flashlight test um, and like a box test where they can speak through like the sound boxes. But throwing objects like you see in a lot of horror movies yeah. is something that happens. So a lot of investigators will roll a ball and the ball will come back or they see the ball move left to right like someone's playing it. Like So this yeah. is almost like a paranormal test. Um... So, before dinner, um, a friend of one of Lynn's daughters sits on the bed. She turned the lamp light on um, and then off. Then stepped away and then she noticed that the light began to flicker on its own. And she was like, oh, I might have loosened the light bulb, turning on and off. Yeah. Um, so, Lynn was like, I've got it because it's probably hot. Like, I'll handle it. Um they were like, all right, whatever. So they were going to go to dinner because, like, no one wanted to touch the hot light bulb, I guess. Um, and then when they returned to the room, they checked the light again to make sure it was cold enough to, like, screw back in. Um, but it wouldn't come on at all. And the reason was because it had been unplugged. But they had left with it still, like, plugged in to the best of their knowledge. Again, you know... Maybe they had unplugged it and just forgot. Um, yeah, or maybe they could see it flickering from the outside. Somebody went in and unplugged right. it. Yeah. So again, like that could be explained too. It's like the hotel, the hotel aspect kind of like it opens up things. Like right. at your house, it's your house. Right. I agree. There, there's like with Barney, there shouldn't have been anybody else in the house. Right. Um. So all that night, like the girls didn't sleep that well, and they could hear scratching. At the end of the bed and on the bedpost, and a really strange clicking noise. Um, they said the windows rattled and the doorknobs would shake. So freaky and may not be just one ghost there. Right. Um, so that was, you know, definitely like it's one of the more 
out there stories that's not, you know, because those ghost hunter things, you never really know. But these are quote-unquote real people, so I thought that was interesting. Um, another possible ghost at the 1790 is the ghost of a voodoo practitioner. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, apparently this is the one that our server was talking about. Okay. So, um, the ghost says is said to have like the kitchen. He's taking up residence in the kitchen. Um, and unfortunately, is much more sinister yeah. in nature um, than in Anne. Um, they say the ghost which haunts the kitchen isn't very fond of women being in the kitchen. Pots have been thrown. People have been pushed or touched. Um, and pranks have been pulled on women who are working in or around the kitchen. This is really, really loud. I didn't, we didn't say there. <laughs> um, staff members who have been working late. This is what our show was showing us. Staff members who have been working late at night in the area of the bar or kitchen have had unnerving things happen to them. Um, while all alone in the restaurant, they'll hear sounds of someone moving in the kitchen, pots banging together, and the sound of metal jingling. Creepy. The staff believes that this is the ghost of a servant who used to serve the family who lived in the house, which would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, the woman in question um, was apparently like a practitioner of voodoo. Um, so if this is true, like voodoo is not great. It's right. It's really bad. Again, you know, American Horror Story. It's like it's a different level. Like you're messing with bad, bad juju, bad weird juju. spirits. Yeah. So if you have that on top of some dark stuff, where maybe a door or something is open to other spirits, it's just bad news. It's a creepy place. The food's so good, though. Yeah, it's interesting. Go check it out. Oh, <laughs> gosh. So that whole episode just stressed me out so bad. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Uh, I'm not going to sleep anytime soon. It's cool. Like, I I mean, here's the thing, though, is ultimately, like, what are they going to do to you? Scare me. That's the thing. Like, we were watching all those crazy news stories about those people hacking into ring security. Like, they're doing it to scare people. Like, some people get a rise off of scaring people. Yeah. And, ugh. I mean, that's the... read and heard so many things about bad spirits and it's like why else would they do it there's bad they're bad during their life on earth and they're bad after so angry yeah unfinished something, business yeah something unfinished i don't know man like i i wouldn't be surprised if if ghosts were real if that was a real thing i, I wouldn't be like absolutely shocked by that but, I firmly believe they are. But I'm still I'm still sticking with my aliens over ghosts. Alright. But I mean you do feel it and like you whatever it is, like whether it's real or not. Yeah. You still have that feeling. So that feeling is real. Right. Whether the ghost is or not. It's very true. Yeah. So if you guys have your own cool stories to share with us, um, Make sure you tell me during the daylight because it does scare <laughs> me very much. Or if you want to send us something to info at the pitspodcast.com, um, we would love to start doing maybe some more listener episodes, kind of stories 
uh, similar to the ones that you've heard here that we can share with everybody. Um, Otherwise, I hope everybody has a wonderful, we're so close to Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. On a lighter note. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm so freaked out. Yeah, we'll we'll go watch Charlie Brown Christmas after this. Okay. A little palate cleanser. Okay. Um, But yeah, uh, I will be at the Laughing Skull again on January 13th. So Laughing Skull Lounge here in Atlanta, back at the Vortex. Come check it out. Great comedy club. It'll be an awesome lineup, I'm sure, again. So if you didn't see me the last time I performed there, Come out and see me again. I'm also at the Strand every Wednesday working stuff out, too. So if you want to come hang out and say what's up, then. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, um, sorry, this one was a day late, folks. I'm sure you guys understand what happens. But if you guys have any suggestions for what you'd like to hear or any comments about what you have heard, we would love to listen um, in the meantime, continue to share us, like us, subscribe, yeah. all that good stuff. Tell your friends, coworkers. It's the best thing you can do, honestly. If you're like, if you're like, hey, how can I support John C and Carolyn and, and their passion project and what and this great thing that they're doing? That's how you can do it. Share it with somebody. Every listen counts. And really, though, like we just want to make this stuff because it's fun and. It's more fun when we can share it with more people. We want to build a little community here. Um, and then, you know, make sure you go like us on Facebook, too. Yeah. And uh, and then we'll, we can build a little community and uh, build each other up. Yeah. If you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at FML underscore podcast. Word. On Facebook at The Pits colon Stories from the Depths. That's also where we're going to be at on anywhere you listen to your podcasts. That's The Pits, colon, Stories from the Depths. Boom. Thank you guys so much for your support. We will see you next week, Christmas week, for a fun-filled, crazy, I'm sure, episode of The Pits. Bye, everybody. Bye.